We were just talking with CKNW show contributor Eric Chapman. He is in the Maine and Hastings area and has been talking to people and looking at what is happening with the removal of tents along that stretch of East Hastings Street. As we know, today was the deadline from the city after the fire chief ordered that the tents be removed last month. So we're talking about that. It's about a four city block area in the downtown East side. We wanted to talk more about this as well. And joining us now is Anna Cooper, who is a staff lawyer with the Pivot Legal Society. Anna, thanks so much for taking the time today to join us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know the Pivot Legal Society has given uh, the city of Vancouver, as well as uh, Vancouver Fire Rescue Services, uh, the grade of an E for their response to this. So what led to that, to kind of giving them that failing grade? So what's important to note is that that grade actually comes from people who are currently living on the block and undergoing this eviction. So residents on Hastings were asked a number of questions about whether their human rights and basic dignity were being respected by city actors who are engaging with them and planning this eviction. And that was their response to those questions. All right. And and what specifically then, as far as the fire order, according to the fire chief, was put in because uh, saying that uh, there were issues there, there have been fires, that it's not safe and that they couldn't let this encampment carry on? Certainly. So no one is saying that fire safety isn't important. Our problem with the order and the eviction that is happening right now is that fire safety is being focused on to the exclusion of all other safety concerns. And also fire safety is being focused on in a way that is only focused on that block to the exclusion of where people are going to go. So, for example, I directly asked an assistant fire chief whether he knew whether people would be more fire safe once they've been evicted and are camping alone and don't have people around them to respond in the event of fires, and he said he didn't. So we have to consider that fire safety isn't even being addressed on a holistic level. Leave aside things like shelter during a heat wave or people dying from overdoses when they're more isolated. So it's also that context as well. Right. And I guess the, the, the issue there then, or one of the issues then, when the, the spokesperson for Vancouver Fire and Rescue Services said that, that crews have actually had difficulty getting to the hydrants in that area when they've been responding to fires because there are obstacles in the way. Um, I mean, if you were camping alone, not in an encampment that's blocking the fire hydrant, you might make the, the link there that it maybe would be safer. Certainly, but is it safer if nobody even sees your tent burning? And I think a quick perusal of the actual deaths and injuries that come up in the media would show that a lot of the deaths and injuries that happen to homeless people from fire are when they are isolated. And, you know, we've asked the Vancouver Fire Department for what evidence they are relying upon to show that people will be more fire safe on their own, and they can't provide it. That data isn't there. Uh, Also, it doesn't matter if there is a fire hydrant if nobody places a call because the people around you don't recognize that a tent contains a person. Right. Okay. Um, What about the the issue, though, of general safety? I mean, if we look back at the encampment that was in Strathcona Park for a a lengthy period of time, there were certainly incidents. uh, There were attacks. uh, There were sexual assaults. uh, There were uh, some very gruesome attacks that happened in that tent city. So, I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem like these encampments are a particularly safe place uh, to be, generally speaking, are they? So what I would say is that being homeless and being forced to shelter outside is unsafe. Uh, There is 
again, zero evidence that it is less safe to be in a tent city than to be sheltering alone. What we do know is that when tent cities form, cities have a strong interest in displacing them because they're such a visible sign of failure. And then the municipality and the media and the police and other actors all focus on every harm that happens there. Every harm that you just described to me is something that happens when people are forced to shelter outside and is happening consistently on our streets and in back alleys. But it is not covered in the same way. Right. So how do we even start then addressing that? Because if we look back, I remember covering this as a reporter outside of Woodward's and what was Mm -hmm. that, the early 2000s. So this is something that's been going on for decades. And if anything, it seems like the problem is becoming more dire. So how do we even start addressing this? And that's so true, right? Like, I think the things that you have witnessed and others have witnessed are the evidence that repeatedly displacing people, sheltering in groups outside is not going to solve anything. The reality is, is that we need more safe, affordable, accessible housing, and that that is a project that needs to be taken on by every level of government. We also need the housing that currently exists for low-income people to be at a much higher standard. Because, for example, as you may have already heard, some of the people sheltering on Hastings right now are actually from surrounding buildings. And that's because those buildings have such poor ventilation that it is not safe to be inside during a heat wave. So it's about building more housing. It's about making sure that the housing that exists is actually meeting basic health and safety standards and protecting existing stock and not allowing for things like mass rent evictions. And I know it's not a permanent solution, but when we look at things such as modular housing, have those not been a bit of a a success in that where we've seen them in parts of the city? And yes, I know there have been protests and then it looks as though people have realized that they they are not the threat that maybe some thought that they would be when they came into different neighborhoods. But do those show something that we are seeing some success with? I think modular housing works for some people, and it's highly dependent on how it's run. So we hear mixed feedback. Um, Obviously, there are a chunk of people who are choosing to live in those units, and that means that they are working for them among the options that they're being provided. Uh, Other folks, those units don't work, but that often connects to things that I just spoke about, where the conditions in those buildings or the rules that are in those buildings make it actually impossible for people to live there. But certainly it's better to move forward with concrete housing solutions for people. Right. And, And what kind of rules would make it impossible for someone to live there? So there's a number of things. So, for example, to tell like where own very specific example is I'm aware of a grandmother who was evicted from her building because she let her grandchildren stay with her. So sometimes we'll have rules that are so restrictive around people's ability to have guests and be in community that it's not actually possible for them to live a life. All right. Uh, Where would you like to see this go then? Because I think we can all agree, even if we don't agree on the solutions, we can all agree that an encampment on four blocks of East Hastings is not a permanent solution. It's not a safe solution for people. So where do we go from here? Certainly. I mean, one of the most immediate things that the city of Vancouver could do to relieve some of the pressure down there is actually to suspend their own anti-homeless bylaws. The reason it is crowded on Hastings Street is because it's the only location in the city of Vancouver right now where people can shelter without being uh, facing the risk of being evicted. So the city of Vancouver has actually created those crowded conditions by making it illegal for people to shelter anywhere else. So if they want people to space out and take the pressure off, they need to tell people where they can go without facing daily anti-homeless violence. All right. Anna Cooper, we'll have to leave it there for today, but appreciate you making the time for us today. Thank you. Thank you for your time.